The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. About five or ten years ago, there was a terrible, terrible tragedy in Eretz Yisrael. There was a wedding hall and the chandelier, there was a massive chandelier, I don't know, it was like a 20-foot chandelier, collapsed in the middle of an event. And 17 people were injured and one person was killed. It was Giferlach. It was terrible. A day or two later, a fellow came to the press and he said, I need to share with you something that no one knows about in terms of this whole terrible chandelier collapse and the catastrophe and the disaster with it. The fellow's name was Yakir. Yakir Gueta, that's his name. And Yakir got up there and he said, I want you to know something. I was in the spot where the chandelier collapsed. It was on top of a large bar. I was standing right there. And I turned to my two brothers. We were both there. And we said, you know what? The meal's over. Everyone's just having drinks. We didn't bench yet. More importantly, we didn't do zimun. We didn't do mezuman. Come, let's bench. We'll have our mezuman. And afterwards, we want more drinks. We'll go back to the bar and we'll get some drinks. He said, my brother said, oh, okay, fine. He says, I'm no great tzaddik. He writes this in his thing. He says, I'm no great tzaddik. I'm a regular person. He writes, he says, I do a lot of averis. But bottom line is, I said, you know what? Let's bench. It was a great meal. Let's thank Hashem. Him and his two brothers walk away from the bar. They sit down at the table. Rabbi Saim von Benchen, Baruch Atah Hashem, Azan Boom. And the chandelier goes down. Because of their Birka Sambaza, because of the Zimun, they were saved. But there's a little bit of an additional point to this, which many people don't know. And that is that his sister-in-law, he had a married brother, one of the brothers that did Zimun, his sister-in-law, called panicking a few minutes later and she says, I was sleeping and I had, it was late chasna and I had a terrible dream that I was just at my husband's levaya. Is he okay? Is everything okay? They say, yeah, everything is okay. There was a terrible chandelier collapse, but your husband is fine. It means Kobe and Shemaim, there was a gazar din and she dreamed it. Some chalamim, some dreams are true. That her own husband, was young man, was going to die. What saved him? Berka Samazan. More than that, what saved him? Berka Samazan with Zimun. Having a mezuman. The power of Birka Samazim, of thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even when times are good, is amazing. It's powerful, and it's through the charts. There was a Yerushalmi Yid who lived in Me'a Sha'arim. And this Yerushalmi Yid, one day gets an invitation to a wedding in the mail. He looks at the wedding invitation, he doesn't recognize either side. Not the Chassan, not the Kala, not their parents, not their grandparents. It's even in a hall that he's never been in before. But his name is there. His address is there. It says him. He has no idea who it is. But you know how your Shalmi Yidin are. An opportunity to be Nisameach, another Yid. Just an opportunity for Simcha in general. He goes to the wedding. Why not? He comes to the wedding. It's in a part of your Shalmi he's never been at before. Looks at the Chassan. Never seen the guy before. Looks at the Chassan's parents. Never seen him before. Why is he invited to this Chassan? Peeks through the Mechitza. He looks at the Kala. And he goes white in the face. Shock. And the Kala sees him peeking through. He says, come here quickly. She turns to everyone around her, to the Hassan's parents, to the family, and he says, he's the one that made this Hassan possible. He's the one that enabled this wedding. He looks at her. She looks at him. What? I enabled the wedding? Who is this guy? And all of a sudden, he realizes who this girl is, but he still doesn't understand, but he understood, recognized who she is. She sits him down next to her at the chasna. She says, let me share with you my story. And everything became crystal clear. This was the story. This Yushalmi fellow was a Mechaber Sefer. He was writing a Sefer. It was on a little bit of an obscure topic, a topic that's not so common or so prevalent. And he wanted to research it. So he took a bus from Meir Sha'arim all the way down to Givat Sarfati, the French hill, 
where Hebrew University is located. Hebrew University has one of the most extensive libraries in the world. He decided he's going to spend a whole day researching. He brought himself a little lunch. I don't know, a roll with some hummus and some salad. He spends the morning taking notes, taking different svarim, looking, researching all kinds of different mekairas. It comes time for lunch. He finds a little spot in the corner. He washes, he eats, and he begins to bench. Now, hop this moment for a moment. He doesn't look so. He doesn't look so in place at this. He's at Hebrew U. It's a secular university, and he's your Schleimer guy with a big black hat and curly payas and a beard, and he starts benching out loud. In libraries, are you supposed to be loud? No, you're supposed to be quiet. He doesn't care. Baruch. Word, clearly, like the Mishabura says. He wants to have his Mazayinus Matzo, he wants to be Kriyavat Parnasa. And he goes through the entire benching. One of the librarians, a young lady, is watching him the whole time and she's really upset at him. It's a library. But she has a little respect. She's not interrupting him. She waits 10 minutes till he's finished Birka Samad. She goes running over and she says to him, Adoni. There's a library. Why are you not benching so loud? She says to him, if you're going to bench loud, at least say the benching properly. He looks at her and says, what? He goes, you made up two words in benching. She goes, I'm not religious. I do know Birkas Amazon. He says, what do you mean? She says, I was listening. You said, we shouldn't be embarrassed. We shouldn't feel shamed. And you added two words. We shouldn't stumble. There's no such thing. That's not part of benching. Right? doesn't even fit into the song. Right? She goes, you made a part of benching. If you're going to bench out loud, at least make, say benching properly. He says, I'm telling you, it's my family's minog. We say, you shouldn't stumble. She goes, there is no such thing. He goes, yeah. He walks over to the section in Hebrew University in the library and starts pulling down sedurim and benchers and anything that may have the nusach of Birkasamazan in it. And she's right. Not one of them has the words Shaloni Kasha. He's a little embarrassed. He says to her, No, I'm telling you, there's a source, there's a makar. We didn't make it up, my family. This is a real minog, it's a real thing. She goes, No, it isn't. Look, you couldn't even find it in Hebrew you. And we have hundreds and maybe thousands of different sedurim. He says, You know what? I know I'm going to find the one these days. Let me take your address. If I find it, I'm going to make a photocopy and I'm going to send it to you. He says, fine. He gives them her name, her address. He goes home. About six or eight months later, maybe even longer, one day he's in a svarim shop in Meish Arim and he randomly opens a Haggadah Shal Pesach. And it opens up to Barech, the section of the Seder of Birka Samazan. And his eyes scan and all of a sudden, yes! It says, Shaloi Nevaish. We shouldn't be embarrassed. We shouldn't be shamed. We shouldn't stumble. He's so excited. He says to the guy, Can I buy this? I got it. He goes, Sure. He runs to a little copying store. <coughs> he makes a photocopy. He goes home and he takes a big red marker and he circles the word I shouldn't stumble. He puts it in an envelope. He finds the address. He sends it to her. Little did he know. Little did he know that this young secular librarian about a year earlier, had met a student at Hebrew U, and he was an Arab. And they began dating with one another. A few days before this story happened, he came to her and he says, I'm ready for marriage. If you want to continue dating me, you want to continue being with me, you have to marry me. If you don't give me an answer, by next week, whatever it is, this relationship is over. 
She was very tormented. She loved this guy. He was a great guy. He had great midas. He was the kind of person she wanted as a husband, or so she thought. On the other hand, she was a Jew. Jews not allowed to marry an Arab. What should she do? And she was tormented back and forth and back and forth. She didn't know what to do. The day was approaching. The, due, the, date, the, the uh, due date when she had to make sure. The deadline was coming up. She had to let him know. And she managed to know what to do. And she woke up in the morning. She says, love conquers everything. I'm going to marry this guy. Later this evening, I'm going to call him and tell him I'm in. She comes into the library that day. And there's an envelope sitting on her desk from someone she doesn't even know. She opens it up. And there's a photocopy of benching. And the words, Shaloi ni kasha. We should not stumble. Circled in red. She says to the Rav, she says to the Shami at the Chasna, you don't got to be a rocket scientist to know that the Rabbanu Shalaylam had sent me a message with Shalai Nikashel circled. Don't stumble. Don't make this mistake. She says, that was my first step to realizing that there's a Rabbanu Shalaylam. That was my first stepping step to realizing that Hashem is part of my life. And if there is, I must find out more about Him. And I began a journey. And look, she says, today I'm a Frum girl and I'm marrying a Balchuva. And this is my wedding. And I saved that address, your return address. And I made sure that when I would have my wedding, I would have you at my wedding because this whole wedding wouldn't have happened without you. And I add to that. This whole wedding wouldn't have happened without a Berkas Amazon that was made with Kavana, without a benching that was set from a bencher with focus and concentration. That's the power of Berkas Amazon. If you're here now or anywhere in the world and you're listening to the Shiran Torah anytime, be mekabel on yourself. Accept upon yourself that once a day when you bench, once a day you're going to bench with kavana. You'll do it from a bencher. You'll think about what you're saying. And if you don't know what you're saying, you'll learn what it means. Because I'm telling you, it's the best investment you could possibly make in your life. It's an investment that the Mishnah Brewer writes is a slam dunk. You'll have parnasa. It could even save your life. And it could even save your future. Thank you so much. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.